Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, folks, there are a couple rumors that people have wanted me to address. No, not about me. No, about the Philadelphia Phillies and a couple high-profile players that may be traded this offseason. One in Mike Trout and another in Juan Soto. But do the Angels and the Padres really want to move these guys? And if they do, are the Phillies a realistic landing place? We'll break that all down, as well as a look at any other potential trades the Phillies could be looking at this offseason in today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff that really helps us out here on Locked On Phillies. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started on that a great time of the year to be sports betting and there's no better place to do it than FanDuel. Now there have been some issues as far as rumors with the Juan Soto, Mike Trout potential situations of trades and it's an interesting interesting thing to dive into. I know a lot of you have been asking in the YouTube comments for me to address them and let's start with Mike Trout. In the second segment, we're going to get into Juan Soto, and then we'll get into other trades at large while we're on the topic. We'll be back to the player evaluations tomorrow, by the way. Let me know in the comments who you want me to evaluate next as we go through the 2023 Phillies and the type of season they had. But let's start with the Mike Trout stuff, right? Because this is a thing that's popped up before for the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm sure it's a thing that'll pop up again for the Philadelphia Phillies. Like Mike Trout is a local guy came from Millville, New Jersey, played for Tri-State Arsenal growing up, home of yours truly, Connor Thomas. Now, of course, I didn't go on to as successful of a baseball career as uh, one Mike Trout did. That goes without saying. But, uh, yes, he's a local guy that roots for the Eagles. You see him at games all the time. So this fan base has always thought, oh, well, Trout's going to end up here. He's got to. He loves this city. Why would he not want to be here? And then he signs a mega deal with the Los Angeles Angels to stay there for basically his entire career. And since that moment – the Angels have been finding ways to do the impossible, losing in spite of having some of the great talents in today's game. Shohei Otani comes there, Mike Trout is there, and they just can't put it together. They can't find a way into the postseason. They can't find a way to make it work. And now, as we head into the offseason for 2023 and look ahead to the 2024 season, a season that will follow up one that saw Mike Trout miss a lot of time with a wrist injury, and he's seen a lot of injuries in recent years, the discussion has popped up again. Will Mike Trout be traded this offseason? Now, the Angels have said that they're not interested in trading Mike Trout. Mike Trout has said that he's not interested in being traded anywhere else. That's all well and good. Sometimes you can take that at face value. Sometimes you can't. So what players will say, what owners and GMs and presidents of baseball operations will say is, not necessarily what they're doing behind the scenes. Are the Angels taking calls on Mike Trout? I think they'd be silly not to be taking the calls 
do they have the intention of moving him? That's a different conversation, right? Let's look at it. If you're the Angels and you have Shohei Otani as a free agent, most likely he's going to end up in another uniform. So you're losing Otani for nothing, mind you. This is one of the great talents in the game today, maybe the greatest talent in the game today, and you're not getting any type of return for him. That's already putting you behind the eight ball when it comes to contention. You can't win with him. How are you going to win without him? That's something to take into account. And that would seem to point towards why not move Trout for a prospect hall, start over, build the farm system, take your medicine, and try and compete in a couple years. Here's the issue. Part of that is assuming the Angels are operating as a rational organization. We've seen in the past that the Angels do not operate in a rational way. They do not make the smart baseball decisions that top-level teams do. That's part of the reason that they're not in contention for a World Series and why they've struggled so much to make the best out of some great players. They just believe they're always closer than what they are. And if they still think they're close even without Otani, they're not going to be interested in moving Trout. I think that's where they might be at mentally. But let's look at the other side because a trade takes two pieces, the team that's trading the player and the team that is trading for the player. So who wants to acquire Mike Trout? Now, I'm going to say this straight up. I know Mike Trout has faced injury issues, and I know that he hasn't looked like himself over the course of full seasons recently. The bottom line is Mike Trout is still one of the most talented baseball players on this planet right now, and he's maybe the most talented in his generation of players. When everything's said and done, Mike Trout is still a baseball Hall of Famer, and he still has good years ahead of him. I firmly believe that. Are they to the level of the contract that he signed? Well, that is the question. And how do other teams feel about that? I'll tell you what I feel. If this dude is injured every year for the rest of his career, I think trading for Mike Trout would still be justified, right? If you thought, okay, he might get hurt every single year, is he still worth that risk? He's that talented that he is. So I would still be very interested in Mike Trout. But I don't think like a president of baseball operations. I don't think like a GM or an owner. This is a significant financial investment for teams to take on Mike Trout's gargantuan contract. And if I'm an owner and I'm the one putting that money up, I understand a little bit of timidness when it comes to trading for a player that has not been readily available for multiple, multiple seasons over his career. On one side, you have an incredibly talented baseball player. On the other side, you have a guy that's, not available as much as you'd like. And for a contract of that magnitude, he's going to have to be. So that's something that could be scaring off teams. And talking of that contract, it is a huge, huge amount to take on. The Phillies are already paying big money to Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, uh, Bryce Harper, Trey Turner. They're going to have to sign Zach Wheeler to an extension eventually. Mike Trout, last time I checked, does not pitch. So the Phillies are going to have to throw significant money at a top pitcher. There are a lot of guys that are getting paid by the Philadelphia Phillies right now. Do they have the ability to pay more? Yes, but as you get higher and higher on the payroll side, it becomes a lot more dangerous isn't the right word, but they're probably a lot more averse to adding on more talent at that pay level that could not pay out. Like if you want to spend that much money on top of the amount you're spending, it better be a sure thing. And as good as Mike Trout is, he's not a sure thing right now, folks. He's not. I think he's still going to be good. I would be interested in trading for him. 
I don't think that that is the mindset around baseball right now, especially what the Angels would consider taking back for him, which would be, I'm sure, a huge prospect haul. And they're going to try and maximize it if they do move him because, well, they're losing Otani for nothing. Like I said, you have to basically rebuild through this one trade. And I don't know that that's realistic for where Mike Trout is. That's part of why the Angels don't want to move him. That's part of why teams don't want to fight to acquire him right now. And it's not the talent level. It's the availability. It's the contract number. It's all of that stuff. The length of the contract, too. Not just the amount, but the length of the contract. How will he hold up? There's a lot of questions surrounding Mike Trout that we didn't have two, three, four years ago. So these things all have to be taken into account. The other thing with Mike Trout to the Philadelphia Phillies is the question about how does he fit? Now, you could fit Mike Trout in anywhere. This might sound like a silly conversation. Like, how does he fit? Play him anywhere. He's Mike Trout. I get that. You could play him in center field. You could play him in left if you wanted Brandon Marsh to play center, like, or Johan Roas to play center. He adds a huge bat to this lineup, all of that stuff. It would not be a bad thing if the Phillies traded for Mike Trout. But would it be worth the amount of money it would cost them to fill a position? They seem to like Brandon Marsh. And Johan Roas is a young player still developing, but – you have a serviceable outfield and you have an all-star riddled lineup. Like everyone in this lineup is capable of being an all-star besides, well, I don't know, even Johan Ross's defense might get in there. Brandon Marsh probably on the outside looking in. You get what I'm saying. There's a lot of talent here already. So do you take on significant risk, a lot of money, give up a lot of prospects to trade for a guy that you don't know how he's going to hold up, and put him in the outfield in a spot where, sure, he's he's an upgrade over basically everybody. But is he a big enough upgrade compared to the salary? And do you need an upgrade at that position to win it all? It feels like an unnecessary risk. And you know how I feel about unnecessary risks in championship contention windows. I don't take them. I'll tell you realistically, folks, Mike Trout's not going to be a Philadelphia Philly next year. He won't be. He's not going to get traded by the Angels, at least to the Phillies. And I'd be surprised if he's traded by the Angels at all. I said, you can't always take GMs, presidents of baseball operations, players uh, at face value. I'm taking this at face value. I don't think they move him. Coming up, though, Juan Soto, he might be a different story because San Diego is kind of accepting that they're not where they need to be. We'll have that discussion coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First, though, let me tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook. I mean, you can score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You just make a money line bet on whatever game you choose. It could be basketball, football, hockey, anything. $5 on the money line, your team wins $150 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, I mean, that's a darn good deal. There's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use, too. It's not just 150 bucks. Like, you're going to enjoy it the whole time you're using it. Plus, they got every bet you could possibly want. Parlays, futures, player props, money lines, spread, all that type of thing that you can, like, anything you could dream of, you could bet it on FanDuel Sportsbook. So go ahead and check it out. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season, or I should say, keep the NFL season going with this great deal they've got. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
All right, let's jump into the Juan Soto trade rumors because this is a little bit different. Some front office executives around baseball believe that the Padres have no choice but to move Juan Soto. He's going to be a free agent after this coming season. And they don't want to find themselves in the spot that the Angels are with Shohei Otani in that you lose Juan Soto for nothing. Like they acquired Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals and they gave up a lot for him. How do you now tell your fan base, ah, we're going to try and win next year when they're not going to contend. They're going to lose Blake Snell this offseason. who's going to win the NL Cy Young. And you look at that and say, wow, we can contend anyway. Let's keep Juan Soto. That team's broken. There's something wrong in the locker room or with the manager, with uh, whatever, the organization in general. I don't know what you want to say, but the Padres have not gotten the job done and they don't seem like they're any closer and they don't want to be caught with Juan Soto sitting there as a free agent and them not getting anything back. He could give you a prospect haul. He's a young player. I believe he's only 25 years old, which is crazy considering how long we've been talking about Juan Soto as one of the best players in baseball. Here's the question. What the Padres want back is they want back multiple near major league baseball caliber prospects that pitch. Do the Phillies have that? Well, let's take stock. Nick Abel, Griff McGarry, Andrew Painter. Okay, pretty darn good. You have a guy in Christopher Sanchez that's young, that's already pitched at the major league level. And you look at all that and you say, oh, I guess the Phillies have what the Padres want. So that kind of matches up. Could they acquire Juan Soto? Do the Phillies have what it takes in the farm system to bring a Juan Soto here to Philadelphia? They do. But here's the question when it comes to Juan Soto. He's going to be more pricey than Trout. And when you look at Soto, if you're going to make that move, you damn well better win when you do it. Like there is no, oh, we traded for Juan Soto, it didn't work. You see the position the Padres are in? It's not a good spot to be in. And the Phillies are better than the Padres. That was established last year in the NLCS. That was established this year in the fact that the Padres didn't make the playoffs and the Phillies did. There was a lot that shows you that the Phillies are much closer to contending than the Padres. But are you Juan Soto away from being assured of winning the World Series? He can slot in and left field and play, just like we talked about with Trout. Now, I don't know if it's a spot where you really, really need an upgrade, but he is a big upgrade, just like Mike Trout. I think the Phillies could trade for him. I think he's in a better spot of his career to be moved. I think the Padres are more likely to move Soto than the Angels are to move Trout. Like all of that seems like I'm about to tell you that Juan Soto should be a Philly this offseason, right? <sighs> There's something about him. I get this feeling. This is a pure Connor Thomas feeling. I'm not saying I've heard this from anybody. This is just the vibe that I get from the Padres locker room. Something's off there. I got this vibe with Manny Machado. That's why I was happy the Phillies signed Bryce Harper. I get this vibe in other sports. Kevin Durant is one of these guys. Not that you can't win with him, but it seems more often than not, the teams that he's on underachieve per the talent level for whatever reason. There are some dudes, if you're a Sixers fan, James Harden's one of them, that you just don't really win with as often as you should based on the talent. And baseball is a different sport than that. It's not all on Soto, but... I wonder about how he fits in with this team locker room wise. And when you're trading for a player that's going to cost you that much prospect wise, well, you're going to have to sign him to a significant extension if you make that trade. So it's more money on the books, just like we were talking with Trout. Might even be more money than what Trout's making because of the age that Soto is and the production he gives you and everything like that. But I just, 
it's a huge, huge gamble when the Phillies don't need to take a huge gamble. You ever walk into a casino, and like let's say Sunday morning, you walk into a casino. I don't know why you ever would. I've done it a time or two. Just got bored. But like 11 a.m. on a Sunday. It's not Saturday night. There's not a bachelor party in there. You haven't been out drinking. You're like, let's go to the casino. No, you walk into the casino on Sunday morning, and the lights are bright and shining outside, and you see a bunch of people that are gambling and trying to make money. Do you think those people make a million dollars a year? Do you think those people are on the Forbes list? Do you think those people are out there being super successful? All due respect. Like the people that you see in there are the people gambling because they feel they need to. They're trying to make money uh, a lot of times for to make a living. They're desperate. A lot of them are the ones that you see gambling heavy like that. Everyone's, if you're rich, you're not trying to make your money gambling. You're making your money in a smart way. So let's take that analogy and let's move it to baseball. Some teams might need to gamble. Like uh, Some teams that don't have a clear way of making money, which we'll call making it to the World Series, winning a championship. And they need to do something drastic, which could be trading a lot of prospects for Juan Soto. The Phillies, they're in the penthouse of Major League Baseball right now. I know they haven't won a World Series, but they're one of the more competitive teams consistently over the past two years in baseball. You could argue that they're the most, well, the Astros lost in the ALCS and won the World Series last year. But, like, the Phillies are in as good a spot as anybody. Are they a team that really needs to take a gamble? Are they a desperate team? Are they a 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning at the casino team? I don't think they are. I don't. I don't think that they're going to make a huge gamble this offseason. And this isn't about committing money. Signing free agents is not a gamble. There's no salary cap. John Middleton's willing to spend his money. If they don't work out, well, maybe you can trade them or you let them play out their contract. Like there is risk involved, of course, but it's not the same risk as setting back your franchise years by giving up prospects that can continue to keep your franchise just like viable in a winning sense over coming seasons. The Phillies don't need to sell out to win the World Series. All right. They're in a good enough spot. They can get it done with some tweaks here and tweaks there. Juan Soto might help them win it. But is the risk you take on by making that big of a trade worth it based on where the Phillies are? I don't think it is either. I don't think Juan, Tro uh, Juan Soto is going to end up in a Phillies uniform. I don't see it as realistic. I don't see it as smart. And that's just how I feel based on the extenuating circumstances. Are they capable of trading for Juan Soto? Yes. Do I think Juan Soto is going to be moved? I do. I think the Padres would be dumb not to trade him. And like we talked about the Angels not being a rational organization, the Padres are more rational. They understand when they've been beat. And they've been beat with this experiment of Soto, Machado, uh, Tatis, um, Josh Bell, uh, Xander Bogarts, the guys that they all brought in to try and make this work. It, it hasn't. It's very clear it hasn't. They're not close. So I do think Juan Soto is going to get traded. Uh, Mike Trout, I don't think he is. So we're closer on the Juan Soto front. I just don't think it'll be the Phillies. I, I don't think that's the risk that they want to incur. I know he's talented. This might sound crazy, but I don't think the Phillies trade for either Mike Trout or Juan Soto. And I don't even think Mike Trout gets moved. Soto, I think he does, but I don't think it's a Philadelphia. Sorry if I crushed some dreams, folks. But coming up, we'll talk about any other potential trades the Phillies could make this offseason in preparation for the 2024 season. All right, so could the Phillies make another move? I already told you I don't think Trout's realistic. I don't think Soto's realistic. I don't think either of those things are happening. That's just my guess. To tell you my track record for predictions this year, I told you Bryce Harper was going to play first base. Check. I told you Reese Hoskins was not going to be back. 
seems to be a check. And I told you there's no way they're trading Nick Castellanos. And a tweet by Buster Olney uh, this past Friday, or maybe it was Monday. No, it was Friday. Said just that. The Phillies aren't interested in moving Castellanos. I firmly believe that. So I'm three for three on my predictions. So we'll see if it plays out with the Trout and the Juan Soto predictions that I just made. But speaking of the Castellanos thing, the Phillies don't seem to move him, want to move him, and I think that's smart. Who else could be traded? You're not going to trade a bullpen arm. You don't get anything for him. You're not going to trade a starter. You need starters. Castellanos isn't going to move. Why would you trade Schwarber? Like, he's just so perfect as a DH, and he's been a home run machine. Turner's not getting moved. Harper's not getting moved. You're not moving Stott. You're not moving Bohm. You're not moving Romuto. Like, Marsh, Rojas, no. Like, who on this team are you going to trade? You could trade prospects, but with the pitching up in the air the way it is, you don't know if Aaron Knoll is coming back. And while we assume they're going to go after some of these top-name free agents, what happens when none of them want to play for the Philadelphia Phillies? What happens when you throw money at Blake Snell and he says no? You throw money at Aaron Nola and he goes somewhere else. You try and get Yamamoto here and he's not interested. And you find yourself on the outside looking in without a top pitcher. If you trade a bunch of those top pitching prospects, that could kill you long term. If you keep them, at least you have a contingency plan if you don't get a top-end guy this year. I think they will get a top-end guy this year. But I'm just saying, until they do, they'd be smart to hang on to those guys, Abel, McGarry, and, of course, Andrew Painter, who we probably won't see until 2025 as he recovers from Tommy John surgery. But I don't know what the realistic path to making a trade for the Philadelphia Phillies. Like, I don't know who it includes. You can make like a minimal trade for a reliever or something like that. Like last year, we saw Matt Beerling and Nick Maton get moved to Detroit for Cody Clemens and Gregory Soto. Seems to make sense, right? Some fringe guys, and I liked Maton and Beerling, but fringe guys on your major league roster for a bullpen piece that you need than uh, Cody Clemens who added depth. I don't know. I, that could happen, but I don't see a splash blockbuster trade for the Philadelphia Phillies coming up. When was the last time they made a splash blockbuster trade? Romuto? I guess that would be the last high-profile one. Let me know if I'm missing one in the comments. But the Phillies have built through the farm system and free agencies because they need to rebuild the farm, and they have the money to spend. Trades are not as – and I'm talking about off-season trades. Deadline, they're always going to try and make moves. But trades are not as attractive to teams like the Philadelphia Phillies who are this close. It goes back to that desperation thing. You're taking on risk, and I don't know that the Phillies want to take on the risk of a trade. They'd rather just pay somebody, and there's free agents available who can get that job done. So uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news if you're excited about more opportunities for the Phillies to improve this roster, but I don't really see anything major happening in the trade market. Free agency is a different story. We've already talked about our free agent preview. You can go back and listen to that episode for everything you need to know about the Phillies' free agency. But trades – they don't really seem realistic in any sense at any position. Sorry, folks. It's just how I feel. And maybe I'll be wrong on this one. There is something big in the works, but I don't see it. Coming up on the next episode of Locked on Phillies, we're going to get back to our player evaluation. So tomorrow we're going to do that. Let me know in the comments who you want to be evaluated next. Their 2023 season under review by yours truly. We'll do that in tomorrow's episode. And, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to get into that. So uh, sorry again. If I'm the bearer of bad news with the no trades expected, but that's just how I feel personally. And we'll see how it plays out. But thank you so much for checking in the Locked On Phillies. I appreciate it. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I will talk to you next time 
on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.